Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Dr. Sharon Melnick. She is uh, a coach, uh, an executive coach, a life coach, uh, and she helps women especially uh, lean into their power. She's author of the book, In Your Power, and uh, this is going to be a really important discussion for everyone who wants to uh, achieve more in life, but uh, I think especially for women in our audience. Um, Sharon, welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have you. So happy to be here. Thank you, Devin. Well, uh, the, the pleasure and privilege is all ours. Uh, why don't you give us a quick overview of your book and how that fits into your practice? Sure. Uh, well, uh, the book is called In Your Power, React Less, Regain Control, raise others. And this is a book for anyone who has felt as you go throughout your day that you just don't feel seen, heard, or able to make the impact that you are here for. Uh, you might find yourself blaming or resentful or spinning and stuck whether to stay or to go. And it just doesn't feel like the world in your personal world or around you is kind of going in the direction that you think it should. And uh, you're in a mental swirl, you get emotionally hijacked, and you know, you might be starting to show up even as a diminished version of yourself. And the way when you're out of your power like this, the way that you try to make situations better usually makes them worse. It perpetuates them. So this book is about how to be in your power because the moment you step into your power, you shift the power dynamic in any situation. And you are able to kind of get the outcomes that you want. But not only that, but to make it better for everyone around you. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, I, I I think m most people experience this at some point in their lives, in their careers. But but I think it, it's common, especially uh, for women, um, and not because there's something wrong with women. <laughs> Let me be clear about this. Right? It's because uh, of extra pressure society, men, uh, put on women. Uh, how would you coach women to lean into their power? Yeah. And, uh, you know, to be clear about what you said, I think that um, in a system that's set up to be uh, patriarchal in the way uh, that it is now, um, you know, men aren't thriving under it either, right? So it's, um, you know, it is that there are some individual uh, men who are, um, you know, creating a culture uh, which keeps other people out of their power, but it's really an overall system that we are all operating uh, within. And, you know, just to say something uh, about that is that when we think of the word power or the notion Many of us think immediately of uh, kind of forcefulness or selfishness or manipulation or narcissism or all those kinds of things. And there's plenty of people out there who are acting in that way. But really, um, that's only the case when somebody as a leader is in power, but not in their power, right? So what we're talking about here is being in your power and actually comes from the Latin root passe, which means 
to be able. So being in your power is to be able to stay good in you, no matter what's going on around you, so that you can respond, not react, and act in a way that's going to make it better for you and for everyone around you, and actually kind of be the change that you want to see in the world. So now, continue, continue. Yeah, sure. So um, when you're talking about like, how can women be in their power? I mean, there are, there are, you know, so many ways the, the book is based on 12 power portals. So it's kind of 12 different views into any situation that you are facing um, that can give you a, a whole new view and, uh, you know, new approaches to the situation to kind of get what you want. But let's just start with the foundation is that you feel stressed out, out of your power when you feel like you can't control the situation. So very first thing is in any situation where it's challenging, you feel powerless, you wanna sort out what are the aspects of the situation you can control, that's your 50%, what you can bring. And what are the aspects of the situation you can't control, the other 50%, the things that are beyond your control. And you know, any moment, that you focus your attention on things that you can't control, you leak your power. It just drains right out of you. So start by being impeccable for your 50%. And then from there, there are so many things uh, that you uh, can control. You know, you can control um, the way that you view the situation. You can control the way that you respond, not react to the situation. You can clear um, emotions through you so that you can reconnect to your mental clarity. You can know your own triggers and know when you're making it about you when it's really not about you. Uh, you can turn a no into a yes. Uh, you can um, share your powerful truth and bring everyone uh, along with you. You can know your yes and know your no and uh, set boundaries. So we can go in any of these uh, directions. Um, uh, you can engage people in joint problem solving. And um, I'm, I'm here for it. If there's any of these that you want to dig into, let's do it. All righty. Well, I, I, I want to uh, just kind of bring this to... I'm making this about me when it isn't about me, but uh, forgive me. But uh, one of the things that I've observed uh, in in the years that I've been doing this uh, about, golly, it was about five years ago. Uh, I was asked to speak at a conference uh, at the United Nations uh, by and for women. And the, I was on a panel of men. Uh, the panel moderator was the... Honduran ambassador uh, to the United Nations. And uh, the idea was to try and, uh, you know, whip us into shape a little bit. And one of the things that happened is that the moder moderator asked all of the men to commit to doing something new to advocate for women in their organizations. And so I committed that I would have at least half of the guests on my show be women. And it, it has been a real challenge. Uh, I really have had to work. And one of the reasons that I have to work at this is that uh, men are about twice as likely to accept a, an invitation to be on my show as women. Um, how would you coach me to make better in invitations? And how would you coach women to respond to an invitation to be a guest on my show? 
Yeah. Um, that's such a fascinating, like real life case study uh, that we have here. And, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, uh, really encouraging women and, and welcoming them to use their voice and, um, you know, helping uh, to connect them to exactly what it is that you're doing to see that uh, by being on your show that they are contributing to social good. Like, you, you know, it's a generalization, of course, but most women they come from is that they really want to help. They want to do things that are going to kind of make it better for themselves and for other people and for other women and for other people who look like them and um, for the next generation. And so uh, everything that you can do that, that helps a woman think that spending her time in that way is going to be in the service of that is always going to be uh, motivating uh, for her. And, uh, you know, it is interesting what you say, actually, because they, um, the, the research as well shows is that when it comes to running for office, uh, that men say like, yeah, I'm going to run for office. Like I deserve to be in that position. I, I want to see my name in the headlines and women have to be asked, I think on average nine times, um, in, in order to, uh, run. So, I think, um, you know, kind of making the invitation personal so that she feels uh, personally seen and appreciated for her work and then um, helping her to see the opportunity uh, to contribute to a greater good as you're doing, uh, I think is is going to help compel women. That, that's great advice. What about advice uh, for the women? Do you have any advice or or, or, is, or is this burden on me? Yeah. Well, I think in every situation, it's always, uh, you know, in every interaction, it's kind of, you know, the, the two parties that are interacting. But I would encourage women, you know, it's like we, um, you know, we go through our days and uh, we can often feel bogged down or kind of, you know, frustrated with the way things are. And my encouragement is to uh, then use your voice uh, to do something about it. And, and let me uh, put it in terms that um, can be memorable uh, to all of you listeners is that, you know, many of us go throughout our day as a thermometer. So it seems to us like other people act and we just react. You know, it's like our mental and emotional state is going up and down all day, fluctuating in response to how other people are acting. It feels like we're more the casualty than the creator of our circumstances. So you want to recognize all the ways in which you are being a thermometer, you know, uh, as a woman feeling like things aren't, you know, that you're not getting asked or your voice isn't being heard, um, or you are thinking that you're not good enough. And who am I to put myself out there to be on a podcast? No, that's being the thermometer. And instead you want to shift to be the thermostat. Now, when you're the thermostat, you set the temperature you set the tone, you bring forth your message and uh, help people to see it the way that you see it, or you think would be more helpful for them to see it. When you're the thermometer, you have sovereignty. You decide how to view yourself. You think that you are enough. Um, you shift your question from who am I to put myself out there and imposter syndrome and instead ask yourself the question, who will this benefit? 
who could hear my message and what me and my company or my community is up to and be inspired? Or how can I get this message across to people who can be a part of uh, my movement? So you want to shift from being the thermometer to being the thermostat. That's what it looks like to be in your power. And when a woman is in her power, she raises everyone around her. So use uh, being on podcasts, speaking up uh, all of these uh, as opportunities uh, for you to create the change that you want to see in the world. Uh, fantastic. Well, I think that's great advice. Uh, so thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that. Of course, it, it's not my place to tell women how to be better women, but I appreciate you taking the time to to guide me and to share some of your insights with the women in the audience. Um, listen, I, I'm really excited. We're, we're going to take a short break now, uh, but I, we're here with Dr. Sharon Melnick, who is uh, the author of In Your Power, uh, a, an executive coach uh, who's worked with some of uh, the top executives in the country. And, and we'll be right back with her in just a minute to talk about her superpower. Learn how to make money with your crowdfund investing at the September Super Crowd Hour webinar. Drawing on decades of finance experience, I'll teach you how to make money, not just a difference. You will increase your impact by increasing your financial returns. Register today at thesupercrowd.com. Want to learn from the world's great changemakers? Find your superpower. Subscribe to the Superpowers for Good newsletter at superpowersforgood.com. Make your strengths into superpowers that will change the world. Join the super crowd today. Superpowers number four, good.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're thrilled to have you here and excited to have with us today, Dr. Sharon Melnick, who is the author of In Your Power. Uh, uh, she is uh, a, an executive coach and uh, extremely accomplished, having uh, uh, earned a, spent a lot of time at Harvard. Uh, we're really thrilled to have her with us. Uh, Sharon, you you really have done a lot as a published author and as executive coach to executives at Fortune 500 companies. And uh, I, I love your advocacy for women and helping women uh, achieve and lean into their power. Tell me, what is your superpower? Yeah, well, I would say all these successes that you just talked about, I think they come from us core superpower, which is deep empathy. And I would even say an additional variation on that theme, which is when you interact with people, you, I try to make my come from to be to make the other person right to really understand kind of why they're doing what they're doing, even if I totally don't agree with it and wouldn't advise it or not welcoming of it in terms of its impact on me, but to really understand from within their worldview why they're doing what they're doing or what is getting triggered or coming up from them, what their felt experience is. And when, when I can connect with people in that way, it just builds so much trust. Uh, it builds so much ability to connect. And, um, and from, from there, uh, then I can start to share the things that I've learned uh, about being in your power, which really activates a, a person. Uh, every person in their power is a change agent. 
So that's what I would say. It's not always easy, uh, you know, because um, there's plenty of times, you know, that I disagree or I'm experiencing some sort of uh, pain or constriction uh, or resentment, you know, toward the person. But really having that presence, um, having the ability to know that, like, I'm getting triggered. Uh, this is something that, you know, I'm taking uh, personally, or this is something where I'm bringing my own uh, kind of point of view to it and being able to decenter, to stay neutral, to see every situation from a kind of a three-dimensional perspective, what I'm bringing to it, what's going on for me, what's going on for the other person, and then what we're creating between us. And when you have that ability, uh, you, you can be and, and I can be more objective uh, about the situation and it helps me to come up with better solutions, solutions that are win-win. And I think, you know, people on our teams and in our families, they're, they're hungry to be interacting with someone like that. I, you know, this is really powerful stuff. And I, I like the way that you uh, think deeply about deep empathy because uh, I think a lot of people, even who are naturally good at being empathetic and uh, see it as a superpower, often haven't thought through how it works and how they do it. So I really appreciate you bringing some extra insight to us. Can you think of an example of a difficult situation where your deep empathy really came into play to accomplish something, to solve a problem, address an issue? Uh, yeah, well, you know, ripped from the headlines, um, you know, just in the last few weeks, I, uh, was called in to, uh, work with a woman executive who, um, somebody filed a complaint, uh, against her for, uh, behavior that was, um, inappropriate and, um, kind of yelling and, and really, um, uh, saying some things were inappropriate in the situation. And this is not usual for me because uh, usually I'm brought into situations where I'm um, supporting a, a woman leader who's being groomed for a C-suite or I'm working with a woman who's already a, a leader in a top job in her organization. I'm helping her to have confidence and influence and to really be a change agent. Um, but this was uh, someone in... in um, in our very first meeting, you know, she made it all about her and how the other people had wronged her. And, uh, you know, I just came in with deep empathy and um, I really understood it from her point of view. Um, and uh, if I had, uh, and we've been working together a few weeks and already, you know, she's established a lot of trust with me. She's already listening, being much more aware, much more intentional, really like already having examples of where she didn't say something that she you know, immediately like impulsively thought of saying, and she's already started to change the culture on her team to be more respectful. But I think if I had come in there and I'd just been like, the complaint says this, and this is how you need to change your behavior. And this is what the company needs to see from you. And if you don't, here are the consequences. We never would have been able to have the rapport that we had that's enabled me to kind of get in there and create rapid behavior change, uh, with, which is really in the service of um, the greater good for all. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is a very powerful example of what we're talking about, isn't it? I really appreciate you sharing that. Now, now let's lean into your expertise just a little bit uh, today. I, can you sh give us some tips on developing that deep empathy as a skill? Uh, you know, some of us, 
may never be able to achieve anything like your level of empathy, but all of us could be better. If we get, if we're deliberate about it, we can be more empathetic. Tell us how to do it. Yeah. So, um, the first thing is to be, uh, like be informed, you know, that what's going on when you have an emotional reaction, uh, a reaction is a reactivation, right. Of, um, something that's more longstanding that's going on inside of you. And all of us bring in our everyday situations where we react, we are bringing kind of a kindling. We are bringing some longstanding way that we think about ourselves, an insecurity, a concern, some doubt that we have uh, about ourselves that was internalized a long time ago. We're bringing that to situations. And then other people, you know, what they say, if they interrupt you or dismiss you or don't credit you or say something snippy to you or whatever the thing is that gets under your skin, their behavior is like a match that, you know what I mean, alights that kindling and makes us react and often disproportionate to the situation. So I think understanding that that's what's going on in situation, it can kind of lead you to where you want to put your uh, attention onto that there's something going on inside of me that is getting triggered. And that actually, if I could clean up um, kind of what's going on inside of me that's susceptible, then that other person's behavior won't uh, cause the same activation inside of me. It will, it will more just be like, that's, uh, I don't agree with that. Or um, I get that you feel that way, but actually it's not the way that I think about it, or um, it's kind of inconvenient or maybe annoying that the person is doing what they're doing, but it's not going to derail me from my day, you know? So I think that that's uh, one thing to be aware of. Another thing that you want to be aware of is um, that what happens when we get activated emotionally, we get triggered, is um, that uh, the emotional centers of our brain or is, is what's, you know, filtering and interpreting uh, that situation. And the emotional centers uh, of our brain um, literally are programmed. We are so set up to take things personally. It's, we're programmed, hardwired by evolution to uh, ask the question by our emotional centers, which is, and what does this mean about me? or mine? How's this going to affect me? So we're set up to take things uh, personally. And literally our emotional centers are kind of like cut off from our rational thinking centers until you do something to reunite them. So it's just helpful to remember that like, okay, I'm seeing this from an emotional lens um, that I'm, I'm not actually seeing the situation objectively. I'm not seeing that context. I'm not seeing that overall three-dimensional uh, perspective. So let me do something to get back good in me. And that is the point of being in your power is that you want to develop the ability. And the book is in, you know, in your power is an overstuffed stocking of strategies to get back to good in me so that I can see the situation in a way that can lead us forward because the other person is probably not there, you know, so be the leader, uh, be the one that makes it better for you and for everyone around you. Just, you're going to be a magnet uh, for people. Everyone wants to be around that calm and steady presence and who makes it better and gives them permission to be who they want to be. So th those are some starts. And uh, like I said, there are several chapters in the, in your power book. You can go deeper. Great. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that.
Sharon, you're 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 just great, and we're really thrilled to have had you. We have just a, a minute left. Will you take a, a few seconds and tell us how people can track down your book, uh, how they can connect with you if they're interested in coaching, uh, and uh, how they might be in touch or follow you on social media? Yes, thank you so much. You can always link in with me uh, on LinkedIn uh, or Dr. Sharon Melnick on Instagram. Uh, the thing that I recommend you uh, do is to go to www.inyourpowerbook.com and uh, you'll get links to uh, pick up the book uh, at your favorite booksellers. But also there are many resources, like one of them is playlists that you can put on um, to help motivate you to kind of move those emotions through. And so you can get back to good in you. Um, dance break playlists. Uh, so in your and also for those of you who um, would like to uh, bring me in for speaking or uh, talk about coaching, SharonMelnick.com, SharonMelnick.com. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We're just so grateful for all that you've taught us, all we've learned from you. We wish you every success in your work in advocating for women and helping people uh, lean into their own power to achieve their own potential, their full potential. We, we, we want to see you succeed in all of that. Thank you so much. All of us, we have more power than you think. And when you're in your power, you raise everyone around you. All righty. Let's do some good.